But I was going to ask you if we can invite other people. I can't hear you, but I'll, I'll message you on my meetup in a second. Okay. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, because I have no idea wherever in the world you are. This is, I have no idea why I'm talking like this. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. This is this is Tawanda, and I'm your host for tonight with Real Girlfriends Across America. And this is a nightly call that we do. And we are a company that has a platform which is about friendship amongst women, We do this call each and every night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time, and 8.30 p.m. Central Time. And our goal is to bring you hot topics each and every night that can fuel your mind, your body, your soul, and your bank account. You can find us on Facebook at Real Girlfriends Across America, also on Instagram at Real Girlfriends Number 7, also at our website which is realgirlfriends.org. And before we get started tonight, I want to give you a couple of disclaimers, and then I'm going to find out how everyone is doing and how everyone's day has been. Now, tonight's call will be a little different, and it's different because we're going to be talking about a book that's coming out really soon, and this book is not just a regular everyday book, so it can be a little emotional, a little sensitive. Um, However, this is what Real Girlfriends is about. This is a place where we as women can share different things from business to social to personal to things that's important, things that's not important. We can talk about almost anything on this type of call. So I just want to let you all know that tonight's call will be a little different. So those of you that's super sensitive, kind of like me, you might want to have some clinics handy. So with that being said, I want to go out to all of the ladies on the line and just kind of say, hey, today is June 1st. How you doing? How you feeling? What was the highlight of your day? Or whatever you want to share in 30 minutes or less. So whoever wants to go first. And state your name as well as your state. Don't all go at once. My name is Karen, and I'm in Pennsylvania, and I am feeling eager today. Oh, love it. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Who's next? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. This is Jewel. Here's Jewel in Kansas City. I just was told today to be ready to go on the road tomorrow night over the road. So it's been a good day. I've gotten everything organized and under control here. So it's good. Okay. Awesome. Congratulations, too. All right, who else? Who else? Hey, you want to know some people are driving? Uh, this is Kay. I'm in California, and I'm driving. 
<laughs> Be safe and drive on, sister. Okay, who else? Anyone else want to share who you are, how your day was? Well, this is Nicole, and my day was wonderful. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Anyone else? Well, ladies, tonight we're going to talk about a book that I'm almost finished writing called Fallen Hearts. And one thing that I thought about, when you think about real girlfriends across America, of course, it's a no-brainer. It's about girlfriends. It's about women. It's about friendships. And I'm not really sure about you all. However, I will know after tonight. I know that, well, you know, there's two things in life you can definitely count on, and that's change and more change. And I'm pretty sure most people have dealt with the loss of someone who they loved, point blank, period. And I've actually met some people that haven't really dealt with loss. And I say, you know, it's good to hear and I definitely keep you in prayer for when you do deal with it because sometimes people deal with loss a lot differently. So tonight I want to talk about the loss of three of my best friends over the last um, few years, and I'm going to share and tell you about them because one thing that I've learned in life is sometimes a loss is not a loss, it's a lesson. And we learn through so many different things and so many situations. Um as I actually begin talking about each one of them, this is not just me sharing with you um, about my friends. I want to also hear from you and so on and so forth because I know that I'm not the only one that suffered and dealt with the loss. Has anyone on the line tonight ever dealt with the loss of a very close friend? A mama. Okay, who's that? Jewel in Kansas City, my mama. Okay, so so you you suffered the loss of your mom. How long ago was that? I was twenty seven. Twenty seven years old. I was twenty seven. Yeah, I'm fifty two now. Okay, all right. Well, definitely, I'm, I'm going to come back to you. I'm not sure if you're okay with talking about that because we all suffer with some type of loss, and and it's yeah. really how we actually deal with it. Sometimes we go through certain losses in life, and some people don't come back from it. So, and what I'm going to share tonight and what I'm going to do tonight is something I've never done before, but it's okay. Is there anyone else on the line that suffered the loss of a very good friend or someone extremely close to you? This is Nicole. Uh, I lost my dad December 31st of 2018. Mm. That's recent. Mm, Okay. I remember you telling me about that. So hopefully you don't mind sharing a little bit when we get back to it because um, hey, this is a part of life. It may be a part of life we don't like, but it definitely is a part of life. Is there anyone else that wants to share um, just who you lost that you love? Um, this is Kay. I lost my husband in 2015. Oh, wow. That's recent, too. And, you know, the thing that I'm going to ask everyone is when you think about loss, how do you deal with it? Sometimes people never grieve. Sometimes people grieve and and, and they're able to move forward, and sometimes not. Everyone's situation is different. Well, with me, friendship is extremely important. Of course, I've lost, like my father that passed away 
less than two years ago. I have had a grandmother pass away, a father pass away, and I love them dearly. Like everyone that you meet in life, like family or closest friends, of course, when they leave, they're never going to be here again. And we all deal with grief differently. So when I thought about real girlfriends across America and, and meeting women, sometimes you meet women and you develop a friendship and you begin to love this person. So what happens when you don't have them anymore? So, like, if, if your mom passes or your father passes, sometimes who do you talk to about it? You talk to your bestie. But what happens when your bestie passes? Who do you talk to? So let me ask you ladies a question tonight. Have you ever introduced your friends to other friends? Like, have you ever had a friend, a girlfriend? Like, oh, my gosh, I got this friend over here, a this friend over here. I want you guys to meet because I think you guys will be cool. Have you ever done that before? I don't that, and I regretted it. Okay, now who is that? And tell me, tell me about how that happened. Um, this is Kay, and I, um, I was taught the Bible by an older woman. She's like my church mom, and I taught the Bible to another little girl, and introduced her to my church mom, and when. The little girl and I fell out, she basically nearly broke the friendship between me and my church mom. Like, my church mom and I didn't talk for, like, I would say close to a year. Like, she nearly broke that relationship. Mm. And that happens to a lot of people. Anyone else had an experience doing that, whether it's good or bad? Um, I... I have recently, but this is Jewel in Kansas City. Um, nothing bad. I mean, I actually introduced a, a female friend to a male friend. I have male friends and female friends, all single people, but I just introduced him because I thought, hey, you know, it doesn't hurt to have more friends, you know? And I haven't had any issues with it thus far. I mean, Okay, well, that's more. good. So far, so good. I have a... <laughs> I have a friend that mixed her two circles. Well, her, she had like five different circles of friends, and she missed it. Mm-hmm. She mixed it, and it was a catastrophe. <laughs> she was like an event oh, planner, no. and she did some events and invited everyone to like the same event. And she said, "Girl, I'll never do it again." Like, cause everybody got along at first, and then everybody went haywire, and it was horrible, horrible. It, can anyone else share about mixing friendships? Well. Go ahead. Someone was going to share? Yeah, this is Jewel. I mean, in Kansas City, I, I, um, there's a friend that you tell absolutely everything to that you know you're going to be loved no matter what. And then you might have one who is still in the projection. She's not awakened or conscious, and she's still in the projection, you know, um, stage in life where she projects her reality upon you. And you and you and you try to put something like that with another friend. I mean, we all have friends. I have friends that I would go get my toenails done with, and then I have friends that I would go ride a bike with. And then I have friends that I could have a barbecue with and sew with or knit with. So, but I've never, I mean, I've, ne- I've thought about putting them all together, like having a, 
a setting where they could all come over, and I've wondered about it, but I've never done it because I've been concerned about that same situation. Like, would mm-hmm. would someone bring someone else down or not build someone up or, you know, that it just wouldn't be a good fit. And I and I want that. The reason I put okay. those two people together that I talked about, the male and female, was because they're along the same lines in terms of the Bible and in terms of the things that they study and do and stuff. So I figured that they would appreciate each other's, you know, lifestyles and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's why I did that. So far, so good. Makes sense. Okay. Well, that's, that's yeah. really, really good. Well, I asked you ladies that because tonight I want to introduce you to three of my friends. And you're going to love them, and you're not going to fall out with them um, because they're no longer with us. Um, However, they're with me every day. And one of the things, as we go along this journey of life, I know everyone has heard the saying before, in order to have a friend, come on, complete the sentence. You have to be a friend. That's right. In order to have a friend, you must be a friend. And sometimes it takes other friends to teach you even if you have fallen out. So, and this may be a little different, <laughs> but um, but I, I want to share this with you guys, and then I definitely want anyone that wants to share, because sometimes, you know, it helps to talk about certain things. One of my first people that I want to share with you, her name was Regina, Regina Holloman. She was my sorority sister. I actually met her in college. <laughs> and Regina mm-hmm. was funny. <laughs> Yeah, she was from Bishopville, South Carolina, because South Carolina is where I'm from originally. We went to college. We met the last two years there. We pledged together. On on our sorority line, she was number either she was number one or two. She's like five foot two, and I was number seven. I was the last mm-hmm. one. And um, after college, we ended up living together, and that did not work. <laughs> it's funny because when you're out of college and you're living on your own, paying your own bills. Life is different, and um, and we lived together for about three or four months. She moved into my apartment in Florence, South Carolina, and after three short months, we had a major falling out, and she moved out. And um, a year and a half later, she got killed. She got killed October 2006, and um, she had ended up moving back home. She eventually got her own house built, and she was living there. She was working at her job. She'd already, she had always kept the same job. And um, she was dating this guy off and on, even from college. And he was an older guy. And um, probably about three months before she died, I emailed her at her job. And remember, we hadn't talked in over a year and a half. And I told her, I said, hey, you know what, I really hate we fell out. Sometimes you have to, you know, when you when you live with people and you fall out, the friendship ends. And I said, um you still my sister. I still love you. I'm sorry we fell out. And have have you ever had a friendship that when you're close and then you kind of fall out and you fall back in, but you don't ever get that close again? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anybody? Yes. Okay. So you. So you. Okay. So we had kind of squashed. Well, I don't, I'm not going to even say we squashed it, but I reached out to her and we were cordial, but. Even though we hadn't been BFFs again, of course I loved her. She was my sister. She was my friend. I knew her family. And um, and a few months later, her boyfriend murdered her. 
That's right. And um, she and him had had an argument, and she told him to get out. Told him to go home, back go but go back home. And um, he left and went to work. Came home, and um, came in the house. Her brother dropped him off. He came in the house. He grabbed a double barrel shotgun. And he went in and he shot her in the chest. And then he shot her again. She was leaning over. She ended up making it to the kitchen. And the second time he shot her, she was leaning over the sink. And then he went into the living room and he shot her mom in the chest. And then when he cocked the, the gun to shoot the mom again, the gun got stuck. And the little little grandson was sitting beside the, the lady, uh, her mom, and she like, you know how you take your hand and, like, push somebody? She pushed him on the floor, so he fell, like, behind the couch. And the guy, his name was Bruce, he couldn't get the gun from being unstuck. So he got so angry that he just he walked out the house. And even though he shot Regina's mom, and you know the power of a mom, she still was able to get up. And she went into the kitchen. Um, the little five-year-old child that was on the floor dial nine one one and he says, Somebody shot my auntie, a bad man. Come, please come. And um she made it into the kitchen and Regina was bent over the sink. And she said, Mama Bruce shot me. This is a nightmare. And those were her last words. And when I found out about that, I was devastated and I couldn't even believe it. And the thing is I knew him. I knew him. And you know how sometimes you meet a guy and he's controlling and he says it's never going to be over. There's only one way out this relationship. And sometimes when a person tells you that, guess what? They mean it. So Mm -hmm. remember, a loss is not a loss sometimes. It's a lesson. And every single day I think about Regina. And if someone was to ask me, hey, what did you learn from that? Don't play with certain types of people because when they say it's over with, I'm going to get you, they mean that. And, again, that was in 2006. So I just want to share that. But guess what? Regina was awesome. She was wonderful. She had a bachelor's degree in accounting, extremely smart, had one of the sweetest souls you ever meet in life. And he took her, and he's serving a life sentence in Bishopville, South Carolina. And that was October of 2006. So I just wanted to introduce you to Regina. And the thing is, think about having friends in life. Think about family and loved ones. Sometimes we have people in our life that we love, but we never really share with people, I love him. I love her. You understand what I'm saying? And this was a friend. And friends fight sometimes. Friends fall out. Friends get mad. But when you love somebody, you always love them. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't change anything, and God allowed me the opportunity to make sure that she knew a few months before she died how I felt about her. The second person that I want to share with you, this was my best friend from the fifth grade, and her name was Moochie, and she died July 2011. She was my ride-or-die chick. (laughs) We talked about ride-or-die chicks before. She was the one that says, hey, throw caution to the wind and live life. We move together, too. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make your friends your roommates. And um, 
and that lasted about nine months. I think I learned, remember, a loss is not a loss, it's a lesson. One thing I learned is I don't need roommates. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about it. I know I talked to C about roommates too. Like, hey, sometimes roommates are not for everyone. But um, sometimes when we have friends, we go through experiences where you have highs and you have lows. So with me and me and Moochie, we have been friends since the fifth grade, and we would fall out like every other couple of months. We never just got along. It was always something. But we were family. We were family. Even my father said one time, he said, I know you and her probably had a song now, but to see if she want to come to dinner. <laughs> because she was family. And another ironic thing is about three or four months before she died, before she had gotten really sick, and about three or four months before she died, I called her on the phone. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell someone that you love them. And I called her on the phone, and I said, hey, I know we fell out. I said, man, you know how I feel about you. She said, shut up, shut up, shut up, because she didn't even want me to say it. But she knew. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just know. Words, it's not even about words sometimes. It's about action. You understand what I'm saying? Someone could tell you that they love you. Somebody could tell you that they care about you. But it's really, it's what they show you. She knew that I loved her. We had we had over a decade of history. We had almost two decades. So she knew it. But after I called her on the phone and she was losing her voice, she had some type of throat, something was wrong with her throat. And she really was losing her voice. And, um, so after I talked to her on the phone, my heart was at peace. And that's one thing I want to convey to everyone. Sometimes we only have one shot because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. So when I meet people and they say, I have had a falling out with him, or I've had a falling out with her, I hadn't talked with them in years, or I ain't talking to them no more, I don't do that. I like to live each day like it's my last, because guess what? You never know. And if it's not your last, it could be someone else's last. So this is one of the reasons why I'm writing this book, Fallen Hearts, because sometimes people die, and they didn't know you loved them. They didn't know that you cared about them. And the last friend that I want to share with you, her name was Velma. She passed away in July 2014. She was my friend, also my sorority sister, my mentor. She was everything. This lady taught me everything I know about business. She taught me the good things to do and not not so good things to do. She had a work ethic like you would not believe. I was telling Corinne this the other day, her organization skills you could not match them. She could pull her plan around from five years ago and tell you what she was doing. That's just how organized she was. In any room she walked into, everybody was quiet because whatever she said, oh, it mattered. She was a shark, and she was sharp. And she got sick. And as soon as she found out she had got sick, she was going in to have some type of surgery, and she died. All happened like in a week. All happened like within a week. That rocked everybody because she also was a business owner. She had several businesses, several friends between North Carolina and South Carolina. And even today, if you go to her Facebook, Velma Burgess, every every couple months people go tell her they love her. They go tell her they miss her. On her birthday, on 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 our sorority birthday, she, she's been getting love ever since. And she passed away in July 2014. 
And that goes to show the legacy of even after you're not here anymore, that people still love you because of how you're doing today. So I want to to share these three people with you guys because I'm talking about them in my book, Fallen Heart, and losing someone that I love. And I said, oh, my gosh, three friends like my besties? That seemed a little weird. I'm getting a little scared. But life is about living, and we have to live the best now. There is no tomorrow. It's today, and it's right now. And the last thing I want to say before I go out and ask you guys a couple of questions and see who may want to share is this. I wanted to tell you about these three ladies because they're extremely important to me, even though they're no longer here. But also, I want to acknowledge them. I want to say thank you to them just from my heart up into the heavens because they impact my life forever. And I'll never stop talking about them. Just because someone's not here anymore does not mean we don't, we don't love them. Don't mean we're going to stop talking about them because they all impact my life forever. So thank you, ladies, for allowing me to share with you three people that were very best friends of mine. Now, I want to go out to you guys, and as we close out tonight, I'll talk about some tips to help people that are grieving because guess what? Death is a part of life, and every single day, as long as we live, someone will surely leave here, and we have to make sure that we're grieving and that we're taking time for ourselves and that we can be able to still move forward. So who has someone that they love and that they lost, and they're okay with sharing your journey with them? Hey, this is Kat. Um, I can share. Go ahead, Kat. Hey, so um, I'm, hi, everyone. Um, I'm Kat from California. And um, so somebody that I did lose dearly that was close to me was actually my grandma. She was my best friend. And I actually lost her last year of Ju- July 29th. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, like, I'm still grieving till this day because, like, I think about her every single day. And the reason why, like, I would say my grandma is my best friend is because, like, I am the black sheep of my family. I'm the middle child. I was supposedly the rebel, even though, like, I went to college and I still got my degree. I, I, I work, I have a good career, like, at the job I'm at and everything. But I was the wild child out of my sisters, whether it was, like, losing my virginity and all that stuff because, like, I have very strict parents. And so there would be times, like, I used to cry to my grandma, like, when my dad or even my mom would, like, favoritize my siblings. And I knew, like, it's so it's so normal, like, in a family to, like, have favorites and stuff. But I always felt like the black sheep. And so my grandma would always, like, calm me down. And mind you, like, when it, was, when it came to even boys and stuff, I never really had very many best friends growing up. My grandma was my best friend. And she would always tell me and give me the advice of, like, yeah, you need you need the guy to court you, and you can't be crying over this, over that, and stuff. And she really listened. And, like, whenever I think about, like, like her cheering me up when I was crying, it, makes, it even makes me cry till this day, like, how, like, she was there to, like, calm me down. And even when she heard me and my mom would fight, like, she would calm us down because, like, it was, like, me and my mom were fighting, like, siblings, but at the same time, like, like, she just wanted peace, and she brought me peace. And so, like, losing my grandma was, like, the hardest thing. Like, even, like, when I found out she passed away, like, I Hello, Kat? Kat, are you there? 
Hello? Uh, I, th- I think she has bad reception. Yeah, she'll probably come back on. Um, yeah, her, her call dropped. Is there anyone else that wanted to share, please? Um, this is Jewel and Casey. I... Uh... I don't quite know how to put this in words. You guys are talking about loss in terms of death. I had a loss of family about seven years ago, and that included my two twin girls who were 10 years of age. And I've been completely alienated, no phone calls, no emails, no anything. And it's probably been one of the hardest experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Hmm. It's a different connection, of course, than your best friend, though, you know. But if you can't be there to see little yeah, if you can't be there to see little feet grow and little hands grow and, you know, Mm -hmm. and you breastfeed your children and I was just highly manipulated in the court system and by my ex and I just, it's made it very, very hard for me to trust people anymore. And I, you know, I'm seeing somebody right now who who doesn't want to label our our friendship as a relationship even. And actually, I feel okay with that. I'd rather not because I'm just like, yeah, no. You know, I haven't had too many people in my world that I could ever count on. And so it just. You know, not having your kids and not being able to go to their school events, their choir events, their get any school pictures, and I breastfed my kids. I mean, I was a very involved mom when I wasn't working. It's just, it's been probably, like I said, one of the toughest things I've ever experienced. And and oftentimes my prayers are just about their health and them staying safe until I see them again. And. Yeah, it's, I don't like gossip because people can make up such stories about you. And when children are young, um, they're very impressionable, and that can change their whole life and who they become. So I try not to worry about it. I try to put love out there and forgiveness and try and see it from a different perspective. I'm like you are, Tawanda, in the sense that I know that there's light at the end of the tunnel and there's a reason for everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So, you know, um, it's... um, Now, one thing, Jules, loss is not always about death. Loss is sometimes just simply a loss. Well, I haven't seen someone in a long time, and I feel like it's a loss. So, no, I definitely understand... um, it's, it's what's important to you, so um, I know that can't be easy. I'm, I can't even, I don't even know how you're feeling. Well, I mean, um, I've had many deaths, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about that because to me, death of the body doesn't kill the soul. I'll see those people again, so I let that go, you know, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Understood. Um, I would like to go next because I think my story, I can relate a little bit to Jill's story. Um, this is Kay from California, and I'm in the process of losing my child to my mother um, because of manipulation, lies, 
um, just some really ugly family connections. I've had to cut off my mother, and um, in retaliation, she worked the system to take my child. So um, I understand that loss. I'm, I'm going through it right now, and I don't know if or when I will see my daughter again. Well, if there's any um, any recourse in any of that, I paid for visitation for one hour a week for about three years, and I finally gave up last year when one of them told me at the age of 16 that um, they wanted to see me on their terms. It was their birthday. I brought them a bunch of stuff, plants, things that you can grow and look at. and And I had to walk out. I was so... I was so hurt, you know. Um, it wasn't their fault, you know. They didn't file for divorce. So I understood it, you know. But um, when one of them said to me, we want to see you on our terms, I was like, right on, you know. I hear you. And I mm-hmm. left 30 minutes early, and I went, and I cried my eyes out, just going, okay. <laughs> And then this year, right before Valentine's Day, I got him a couple pants, and I decided I'd take a friend to dinner. We were supposed to go to a singles event, which was a lot more expensive, but my friend couldn't afford that. And I said, where do you got a coupon at? She's a coupon person. She goes, Outback. I'm like, cool, let's go. We went, and I walked in, and one of my twins was there, and she was like, hey, Mama. And it was like the best experience ever. So just let me tell you that nothing is forever. And my daughter said she wanted to get emancipated, and she's growing through this process. She's, you know, the other twin, not yet, but it'll come, you know. It'll come. So just know this, Kay, that um, nothing lasts forever. Try really hard. I know for me I've had to make sure that I've never said anything negative about their dad in their presence when I've seen them for that hour. I never said anything bad. So um, try and focus on what is good. And even, Tawanda, I heard you say a lot of great things about your best friends, even though you guys had falling out. I think if you try and look for the best in those relationships, no matter how difficult they may be, um, you'll have a better outcome in the long run. Absolutely. Because, yeah, because for me, I was alienated. But if I were to say something negative about the person that's been there for them this entire time, their father, then they're not going to like that. They're just not. You know, that's the connection Mm -hmm. that they've had. They've probably felt neglected by me, whether I neglected them on purpose or not. The bottom line is I was cut out of their lives. Therefore, I need to respect what's been able to be there. You know, mm. and if they have anything negative to say about their dad, I don't. I just listen, and I turn the tables and try and find something. I just listen. I don't necessarily agree. I just listen. So just thanks, Kay. I, I'm I'm happy to know that I'm not alone in that process. But I don't I I don't wish that on anybody anywhere at any time. Understood that. Definitely respect that. Anyone else want to share? Anyone else want to share? 
I am. Okay, go ahead. All right, well, oh, like I said, oh, I lost my dad, and uh, he he really was like my, whew, he was my number one uh, backbone, you know, throughout my whole prison sentence, like, uh, anything that I needed, he he was there, and uh, I, I really haven't uh, dealt with his death at all. Uh, it's just hard, and you know, I just I, I try to avoid the situation as much as possible, and it's so crazy because I started to. Uh, I started to even hang up from this call tonight because I was like, "Uh, I, you know, I, I can't deal with it right now. And it's a, it's a tough situation to talk about." Well, I definitely can understand that, um, Nicole. And I remember when you were talking about your dad before, especially when you got someone that's one of your biggest supporters. And then they're no longer they're no longer here, and sometimes it takes a while before you are open and comfortable and okay with talking about um, certain things. So that's definitely understandable. And I'm glad you didn't hang up. Um, and I'm glad you at least spoke up. And um, hopefully, maybe in the future, if time permits, you'll be open to sharing a little more. And one of the things as we get ready to, to close out tonight. And then I'll turn it over to Miss Corinne for any any updates. I want to go over just a couple of different things for grieving because as we work on building our foundation through this company, we'll reach hundreds of women and eventually thousands. And this is a part of life. Everybody knows that. Every day would not be a great day. Every day would not be going to eat some wings and going to Vegas. You know, we're going to go through things. And, you know, we want to be able to encourage our friends, our sisters, our acquaintances. So some steps to someone, and, and guess what? I know nobody's probably an expert. Just like Jules gave us encouragement, sometimes that's all it takes is giving someone encouragement. You know, what I have done and what I continue to work to do, one thing Nicole mentioned is, hey, I haven't really grieved. Sometimes we don't grieve. We don't have time to grieve or we don't know how to grieve. So one thing, as I've been researching over the years, like, hey, how do I feel better about this? How do I be able to move on? And then I learned, for one, you got to acknowledge and accept your feelings. Because just because one person may seem like they're doing okay, everyone is at a different pace and space. We can't say our journey is going to be the same as someone else's journey. We have to go through the grieving process, and it may take a month, a week, or years. And it's okay because the process is up to us. The next thing is start taking steps to fill the void. We can't sit around and say, hey, like when I think about my girlfriends that I miss, we live. We did things. And guess what? Even though they're not here, their life got cut short, they live. And I have to live. So now I'm not just living for me. Hey, I'm living for them too. Stuff that they even told me, and I didn't, I didn't even get to tell you this. One of my friends, one of the things she said, I always want to do this. I said, hey, you, you did a lot of stuff, but you didn't get to do this. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do this in your memory. So we have to fill that void, and we have to stay busy. 
And we got to grow. We got to grow from the loss. We can't just sit around and mope and be oppressed and be depressed. Life is about growing and blossoming. Okay, the next thing is we got to turn negative into positive. We can miss this person. We can hate that they're gone, but we have to find the light at the end of the tunnel. And one thing I learned was the difference between moving on and moving forward. Sometimes when you move on, you're just leaving something behind. But moving forward, you can take stuff with you. You can take those memories. You can take that love. And just like Jules said, hey, we'll meet again. In the next life, we'll meet again, depending on what you actually believe. And you want to make sure that you're stable emotionally because it can't fall apart because life is still life. So we have to make sure that we're stable emotionally. And one of the last things on here in reference to being able to deal with grief and loss is evaluate your higher power, your faith, your belief, what you believe in, whatever that personal development is, whatever that thing is that makes you feel better and motivate yourself because that's extremely important. And, again, the reason I wrote this book called Fallen Hearts is it was my way of being able to share. It It was a grieving mechanism for me. And then I wanted to share people who were great in my life with the world, and that is what my intention to do. And I appreciate you guys dialing in tonight. I appreciate you guys sharing. I appreciate the good vibes and the good thoughts. And I'm going to turn it over to my friend and my sister, Miss C, to share any updates we have. Thank you, Tawanda. Hi, everyone. Hope everyone's doing good. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know to make sure you follow us on all our social media. So we're on Twitter, RealGirlfriend7. Um, we're on IG. It's the same handle, RealGirlfriend7. Uh, make sure you go to our website, RealGirlfriend7.org. Um, also, we um, are looking to launch the platform for our accountability group this week, so make sure that you stay tuned for that. Um, and also, make sure you share the podcast with your family and friends, um, and we appreciate you listening. And I'm going to pass it back over to Tawana so she can let you know what's on for tomorrow. All right, all right, all right. So tonight was definitely more of a sensitive-type topic. However, for the rest of the next three days, we're going to be talking about money. Ha-ha. Well, actually, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship. And I'm going to be interviewing my girls all week long. Tomorrow I'm going to be interviewing Miss Kat out of California. You heard her speak earlier. And we're going to talk about entrepreneurship having your own business. I know I hear Nicole say all the time, I want to have my own business. Well, we're going to talk about that for the next three days. And as I interview these ladies, I'm going to be asking them, you know, what's your business? What's your work ethic like? What are you doing your high days? What are you doing your low days? And things like that. Because anyone can just say they want to be in business, but it's a whole lifestyle and work ethic around actually having your own business. So that's what we're talking about for the next three days. And lastly, let me say this. If you have anything that's on your heart and on your mind that you'd love to hear us talk about, Jules, Nicole, anyone else that dials in, hey, let us know. You know how to reach us. And and that's all. Again, tonight, we're Real Girlfriends Across America. From my heart to yours, thank you, ladies. God bless you. And look forward to talking to you the next available opportunity. 
Have a good night. Have a good morning. And have a good evening, everyone. And bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye, guys.